What do you do if you achieve fame and success? How do you inspire others? Is it through your lyrical talents or is it with your philanthropic endeavors? Hello and welcome to TripCast 360, the podcast of lively banter about travel, tourism, and entertainment. This is Michael Gordon Bennett coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada. And I am joined, as always, by the Barbados Flash via Long Island. I won't even use the Big Apple anymore via <laughs> Long Island, Dave Cumberbatch. And uh, Dave, my friend, we have an exciting show today. But before I get to that, the heat is on in Vegas, baby. It is 99 degrees and it is just uh, afternoon here on Friday, May 14th. I always say, I've been saying forever on this podcast, how do you deal with that? <laughs> you see this? <laughs> it's not vodka, trust me. <laughs> There's no swimming pool to go jump in or anything like that. Do you have a swimming pool? Yeah, I have two of them right outside my door. Oh, damn. You're lucky. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't do any good because the water temperature in the pool is probably close to 99 anyways, like being in a you know hot bathtub. Yeah, you're spending all the trip cash for 60 money, man. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, um, I don't know if you saw the story. Uh, the CDC, uh, as of yesterday, said uh, mask wearing uh, relaxations in public, uh, especially outdoors. And in I think uh, you could do it indoors, except you have to wear your mask in public transportation and hospitals. Uh, you're in New York. What is going on in New York as compared to Vegas? Because I got to tell you, Vegas is wide open. I think, well... <clears throat> They only released that yesterday, that notice. But I'm telling you, New Yorkers just can't wait to take that mask off. They just, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they just can't wait. You know, I, I'm a bit timid at this point. Um, I think you're going to have to wean me off of it. <laughs> I, 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 I've had this mask on for so long, I don't even know what to do anymore. You know, I have like 100 masks in the drawer. Somebody's made a lot of money off of me. Um, and it's, it's just awful. But yeah, people here in Vegas, they're not wearing masks. They, they've been trying to get around the mask mandates for a long time. We're fortunate that the population of Vegas is fairly well vaccinated. It's the tourists that I worry about. I drove down the strip yesterday and... Man, it is packed. I don't. I I've never seen anything like that, and I can see the air. I can't wait to travel again. And even though you got, you probably have to wean me off the mask. I just can't wait to get in the plane. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm I'm tired. I've been I've been pent up for over one year now. Yeah. Well, at, le at least I've been able to get to California to visit my son, but that's only. But a you drive. Car, but that's a four-hour car ride. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know where I'm going to go first. Hawaii is on my list. Uh, coming to New York may be on my list. Um, I, the I Galapagos. The Galapagos. Yeah. Uh, nah, I got to go someplace with some excitement. <laughs> it, anyway, if you want excitement, go to Barbados. Are you kidding? Man, people like you from Barbados. Y'all used to sit around and drink damn rum all day long and sleep. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> but we make people happy. Well, okay. Uh, I'll take your word for it. Um, anyway, we, we've got this uh, beautiful young lady sitting here in the wings waiting to join us. But before I introduce her, let me uh, do the uh, few obligatory housekeeping notes. This TripCast 360 podcast is available on every single podcast platform you can think of. Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and probably a thousand more that I haven't thought of. Uh, yeah. So please like, subscribe, follow, share with your friends, do whatever you need to do to uh, become part of the TripCast 360 family. 
And before I toss to Dave, I also want to mention the fact that we are starting an Instagram photo contest that will take place starting June 1st. It is only on Instagram, not on our other social media handles. And it's called Guess Where We Are. And you have to guess where that photo was taken. We'll have specific instructions. There's a $50 gift card attached to whoever gets it first. And I've already started to post some um, uh, things on uh, Instagram so that you can start to understand the contest. And we're going to do that every single month. There will be a prize every month. So please, one of the requirements is you have to follow us on Instagram. No follow, no money, even if you guess right. So, <laughs> Dave, tell them, Johnny, come on down. No, Dave, tell them where you can find the rest of our social media stuff. <laughs> like you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And when you go there, like us, message us, and tag us. And to begin receiving our newsletter, just go to our website, tripcast360.com and sign up. And Michael, you know, we need to let our audience know we are more than just a podcast. Our website, Tripcast360, is a unique consumer-friendly approach that provides our audience with the information they can use either to purchase products or just to have some good old fun hearing and reading about our traveler experiences. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought up the uh, uh, shopping part of it. We are actually getting ready to put a shopping cart on our platform. It'll be uh, germane to anything that has to do with travel and entertainment, uh, such as our guest stuff will be posted on our website today. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, like we look, two weeks ago, we did a whole expose on Hawaii. So there'll be, you know, links to Hawaii vacation uh, destinations and travel, stuff like that, which we would like for you to uh, purchase through us. And in the interest of full disclosure, a lot of those will be affiliate relationships. So we will get paid if you buy them through us. But um, uh, yeah, we we have a lot of exciting stuff. Fashion will be part of it. Uh, you know, uh, concerts, any place that you can think of that's somewhat tangential to travel is um, uh, will be on our platform. And, you know, one of the reasons we started this platform is there's this symbiotic relationship between travel and entertainment. There always has been. Yeah. I've been working in Hollywood since the 1980s. And, you know, every movie is shot on location. Every TV show has a setting someplace around the world. Fashion designers are not just in New York City. They're in Milan. They're in Latin America. They're everywhere. So everything has something to do with travel. So we link the two together and that's what yeah. our products will be about. So. That's right. That is so cool. Anyway, let's get Amelia Peterson in here. She's an actress, singer, and model. She was born in Denmark, is half Brazilian, and has been pursuing her dreams from her home base in New York City, I guess now Long Island, since she was seven years old. Over the years, she has participated in several productions around the globe, and she is an ambassador for multiple charity organizations. Today, we have her here to discuss her music, her travels, and her many creative talents and inspirations. Amelia, welcome to Tripcast 360. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Party! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah welcome, 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 Amelia. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Can you share the story that brought you to this specific career? Or may I say, career path? Sure, absolutely. So I grew up in Denmark up until I was seven, then I moved to New York. And we moved here because my brother and I always loved acting and singing. And it was also a really great move for my parents for their professions as well. 
So we all decided to move here and we've been loving it ever since we've been here. But since I was little, I've always just been so intrigued by the arts. I think it's a wonderful way to express yourself. And I also love storytelling. It's amazing to be able to step into someone else's shoes and experience something and tell a story from a different point of view than your everyday life. So that's why I love acting and I love singing. And I didn't start taking it or thinking of it seriously as a career path up until I was about 13 or 14 years old is when I had the conversation with my parents. I was like, hey, do you think I can do this every single day <laughs> for the rest of my life and actually have it be my job? And then ever since then, my family has been so incredibly supportive and they are helping me immensely into making this dream of mine become a reality. Wow. How much of your appeal is to Portugal or, or the Portuguese language? Because your your website is in English, but it has a Portuguese uh, tra translation to it. It does. So I'm half Brazilian and half Danish. I was born in Denmark. My mom is Brazilian and my dad is Danish. So when we moved here, I actually didn't speak any English. And I had to learn all of that. But then through the arts, it actually also helped me a lot reading scripts and learning music and all that really helped me learn the language. And because of my background in Brazil from my mother's side, I also have a big following there. A lot of my fans are Brazilian and a lot of my fans are English. So I decided to make the website um, both in English and also in Portuguese so that everyone can understand. That's kind of nice. cool. Now, I got to I got to tell you for uh most people who are not native speaking uh speakers of English, they always tell me it's a real pain to learn the English language. Is it was it for you? <laughs> well, to be fair, when I moved here, I spoke Danish, Portuguese, and Spanish a little bit. And I had to learn English on my own, but I was seven. And I always say that children pick up things really quickly. So I actually learned how to speak English from nothing to fluently in just two months. But I was also seven years old, so Okay. Okay. We're going to, we're going to make you an English teacher. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I speak two languages, English and Spanglish. Spanglish. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> well, I, I grew up part of my childhood in Spain. So Spanglish came with the territory. Ah, I, I understand Spanish and communicate because we travel there a lot, but also because it's very similar to Portuguese. Do you have any recollection of your childhood in Denmark? Oh, yeah, I remember a lot of it. And I also go back and visit a lot because I still have family there. And yeah. like, we love to travel. So we're always either in Brazil or in Denmark and other parts of the world. But Denmark growing up there was so amazing. I had a wonderful childhood. I grew up actually on a farm. So we had lots of dogs and lots of cats and horses and just a lot of land to roam around and yell and scream and play with all the animals and my siblings. It was really great. Wow. Okay. Um Better than me. I got I, I, when I was in Europe, I was living in Madrid, you know, a city of like three million people back then. And uh, all we heard was uh, uh, traffic noise other than siesta. <laughs> yeah, we grew up on the farm, so we had plenty and plenty of room. It was great. OK, I, I'm going to make a little pivot because, you know, we've been talking a lot about uh, your dreams and aspirations. And one of them as a, is as a singer. Um, yes. Why singing and what is your inspiration? Oh, that's a difficult question. Um, singing, like I said, it's always been something that I just love to do. And I distinctly remember multiple times whenever my family and I were in the car, and we were going somewhere like a really long car ride, I would be singing 
along with the radio the entire time and it would drive my family insane they'd be like okay Amelia we get it you like to sing but it's been two hours non-stop <laughs> you need a break <laughs> so that's kind of when it clicked for me that this is something that I want to do every day for the rest of my life and for my inspirations there's so many I love so many different types of music so many different genres I think they're all really interesting and fascinating in their own ways so I take inspiration from a lot of different people I love education Sharon, I think he's phenomenal. And Justin Bieber also has a really great story. And Ariana Grande is very talented in the way that she uses her voice. And I think that's also definitely something that I can look up to. Michael Jackson as well, an icon. Beyonce, I don't even need to go into detail. <laughs> <laughs> Queen <laughs> Bay. <laughs> from a lot of different people. Right. Can I follow up briefly on Michael's question? Um, sure. who, who's your biggest musical influence and why um because you mentioned some big names there but yeah. who, who's she the did, but she didn't mention mine <laughs> <laughs> um my biggest is really tough um i definitely like i said i draw inspiration from a lot of different people but when i make music i just kind of try to tell my own story try to make it my own so i think I don't know. Is it selfish to say myself? No, <laughs> no, it's not selfish at all. Not selfish at all. Let me let me put it to you this way: I work in the same industry you do. If you don't have self confidence, you are not going to make it. Exactly. exactly. So you know, don't, don't don't be bashful to toot your own horn. It's actually one of the things that I'm not very good at. So, um, okay. so no, it no, is no, myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. Pat yourself on the back. I mean, this is. This is the type of industry that's really difficult to break into. And for those such as yourself who are actually making a name for themselves at your age, kudos to you. Keep going. Absolutely keep going. Um, I want to um, talk about one of your songs, Skyline. Um, tell us a little bit about it. What was your inspiration behind this? And, and then we're going to play a little clip of it after you tell us. So Skyline is the first song that I ever released. And it talks about being young and young people living and not being afraid to express themselves, not being afraid to be unique. And Skyline was referring to the skyline of New York. And like I said, the song talks about not being afraid to be who you are, but it also talks about shooting for the stars. And when it came to making the music video, I definitely wanted it to be in New York because that was the inspiration behind everything. And we actually, it was a really interesting recording process because we were during quarantine. So when we were making the song, I was on the phone with people in Brazil and we were making the instrumental over the phone and over Skype and then writing the lyrics that way as well. And when it came to recording, I actually recorded it in my brother's studio in our house. And then we sent all of that over to the people in Brazil in the studio and they put it together with the instrumental. So it was very new for me to work in that way because I'm always so used to going to the studio and then being with the producer and the engineers and all of that. So it was definitely a different experience, but we made it work. Well, uh, I listened to the song several times, and it is absolutely fantastic. So we are going to play a clip of it now, and uh, hopefully everybody will have the same reaction I did. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Step back, I'm not afraid to lose my track. I do things, don't expect them back. That's my philosophy Break the code I'd rather smile and miss the pose I hear them say that's how it goes I'd rather 
Okay. Now, um, you told us about Skyline and and the the difficulty, I guess, adjusting to pandemic uh, recording. Um, but you said your 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 are your engineers and your producers all in Brazil? There's some that I work with in Brazil, and there's some that I work with here in New York, and there's some that I work with in Denmark. I love working with different people, and I also think it's really interesting to work with people of different cultural backgrounds because with that comes different types of music from each area in the world. So, like I said, I love taking little bits and pieces from everywhere and everything and mixing it all together to create something different, especially because I'm multicultural, so I think it's a wonderful way to express myself. I like that part. Do you write your own, most of your own music or do you take input from others? How, how, how do you, how do how is your creative process? Because I can tell my creative process as a screenwriter is all over the place. <laughs> Mine is definitely as well. I have to write with pen and paper. There is no, no debating that whatsoever. Nothing is going to change. It has to be pen and paper. You too? Exactly. And I work best at night, but every song that I write comes out a little bit differently. Sometimes I'll have a melody in my head first, or sometimes I'll get like a little bit of an instrumental and then we'll work from there. Or sometimes the lyrics comes first and the instrumental comes afterwards. So it's always different. And sometimes I write about personal life experiences and sometimes I will make up scenarios that I think people can relate to and then write about that. So the writing process is always a little bit different. Oh, and, and and Dave is drinking his vodka induced water right now. It's not that hot in New York, Dave. Come on now. <laughs> if you had to, I, I hate to ask this question, but I kind of, what would you say your music style is like? How would you describe it? Oh, okay. Um, so I'm actually classically trained. When I first started learning music, I was learning how to, compose with sheet music and music theory and all those types of things. So that's my background. I'm classically trained, but I sing pop music and I sing pop music because I personally really enjoy it. And also because it has such a broad variety. There are so many different parts and subgenres in pop music. And I think that's beautiful. So for each song, I always say that I like to make each song different from the previous. So I'll go into different corners of pop music. Sometimes it's a little bit more electronic, sometimes it's a little bit more rock, sometimes it's a ballad. And with each song, it's different. But I definitely love to make music that I, is for everyone. And each song, like I said, is different because I want everyone to relate to it at some point. So I make music for everyone. And it's kind of like a mixing bowl of everything. Kind of like how New York is the melting pot of mm-hmm. cultures. My music is like a melting pot of cultures as well, in a sense, because I like to draw things from different you know, places. For example, in Brazil, samba is really, really big. And in Scandinavia, where I'm also from, electronic is really big. And then in America, there's a lot of rock, there's a lot of different things. So I kind of put it all together. You have chosen a career that can be very challenging, extremely challenging. Yes, I have. <laughs> Pre-COVID, you talk about the road trips, the lack of sleep. And here comes COVID. Yeah. Presents another challenge because now you can't go on the road, you can't travel. How have you been coping with that? Um, it's definitely been a very drastic change and it also came very quickly. It's like out of the blue, all of a sudden you had to stay home. And for me, as someone who loves to travel, as someone who loves to be on the road, and I love performing big shows and music festivals and touring, I think it's so much fun. It was really hard for me to be at home and then be kind of, I don't want to say stuck, but 
at home and not being able to go out and perform and meet my fans and all those things. So it was definitely a hard adjustment. But on the other hand, being at home really gave me the opportunity to sit down and perfect my craft or at least definitely work a lot more on it. So I will definitely say that my writing got a lot better during this time because I had more time to focus on it. I wasn't always at events. I wasn't always out traveling to different award shows or different things like that. So I had more time to focus on my craft and make that better. And it was also good for me in a sense that I picked up a lot of different skills. I got to spend more time in the studio with the same people as opposed to being in studios all over the world working with a bunch of different people. So I really got to connect a little bit better with my producers and engineers here in New York. And I also learned a lot because like I said, when we did Skyline and Missing Myself as well, I had to work over the phone. I had never recorded anything over the phone before. So now I've learned to work in different environments as well. So. I, I can't imagine recording something over the phone. Over the just, phone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, Dave and I are old enough to remember that when you used to call internationally from any place in the world, you'd get, hello, 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 hello. How are you? How are you? How are you? you couldn't record back in those days. No, definitely not. That would be very difficult. <laughs> wow. So I'm, I'm going to ask the converse of Dave's question. Dave asked you what you had to do to adjust to not being able to tour during COVID. Now, are you planning on touring and do you have anything in the offering that we need to know about? So during COVID, I've definitely been working on a lot of different music. I have a lot of music that is yet to come and I have a lot of music videos that I need to record and film and put together for you guys. I have a few music festivals that I am planning on performing out that I can't say yet. I'm very sorry, but no, that's okay. That, that's okay. <laughs> That is definitely to come and touring. We're not exactly sure yet. We're still waiting for things to go back to normal so that everyone can have a great time and stay safe while it is that we are touring. But I hope that that also comes back very, very soon. But I don't know yet. Okay. Well, for those of you who are listening, since Amelia cannot divulge where she's going to be at yet, (laughs) when she does, would you please tell us? We will promote you as well. Definitely will. Thank you very much. We will promote you. I'm going to make another pivot, if you will. Because you also have, uh, you've performed. Giving left and right, guys. Oh yeah, you know that's how that's how we roll. We we we, we get the whole we get the whole biscuit here in our hour. <laughs> um, you also are an actress, and you have done productions all over the world. First of all, um, from an acting standpoint, uh, what kind of things do you like to do? What kind of roles were you were you able to perform in so far? That's a really great question. Um, There's a lot of things that I have done that I've absolutely loved doing. I have a documentary that is out and even available on Virgin Airlines called Influencers. That was a really interesting take because I'm an actress and I'm a singer. And I didn't think of myself too much as an influencer up until social media really started kicking off. And, you know, when you're in the entertainment industry, you got to do everything. So that was really interesting for me. And I'm also in a movie on Netflix that should be coming out this year called Diaries of an Exchange Student, which is... My role is really, really cute. It's very romantic. And again, I can't talk about it too much, but I'm very... I I know the routine. (laughs) (laughs) There's definitely a lot of different films that I've done, short films as well, that I've absolutely loved. And I love being different people because I love, again, exploring my skills, exploring different things that I can do with what I've learned and making different people and stories come to life. So I definitely love that. But I would say that my dream role is to play the Joker because I, 
<laughs> which probably won't happen because I'm a girl, but, <laughs> but that would be my dream role because I think it's just such a complex character and there is so much to build up with that. And it is, it takes so much energy, emotion, devotion to the role. And I think that is just a complete work of art. I think that complex character would be a challenge and just so incredible. So things like that definitely make me very excited because it is so something that is very different for me as a person. And then I think that takes my skill level and also my training to a different level. And I love a challenge. So that would be absolutely amazing. But you, but you, but, but you know what, Dave, sorry for interrupting. The Joker would be a good juxtaposition, a good change of pace character and don't yeah. take this the wrong way, but you're extremely attractive. So when they, <laughs> what would happen if they had an attractive Joker, but was ruthless and mean and just like the ugly root of jokers we've seen from all the other ones? I mean, that would be a pretty cool thing. Somebody needs to write that script. Probably you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I might. You know what? I just might. But I, I always think it's so interesting also because everyone thinks of me as like a princess. Everyone always calls me a princess. And I'm like, OK, yeah, but I can be mean, too. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think it would be very interesting for people to see something like. But you can break that glass ceiling being the, being the first female Joker now. I would love that. <laughs> you said you like challenges, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, 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 I'm actually thinking about the script right now. So you keep well, you, you and Dave keep talking while I think about this. That's <laughs> <I> brainstormed. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's 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 talent. That is talent, and <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, you, I read where you are an ambassador for several charities. Tell us about one of them and why you chose that one. So charity is actually something that I don't talk about too much just because it's just something that's part of my family. It's something that my grandmother passed down to my mother and something that my mother is now teaching my brother and I, it's just something that we do together as a family. And the charity organizations that I work with, um, they all are a little bit different from each other, but one of them focuses on cancer research. So we do everything that we can in order to help that out. And that's also very close to our family because my grandmother actually died from cancer. So that's something that I'm very happy to be able to be part of and something that I enjoy very much. Another one is a really big organization that has a lot of subgenres and a lot of different projects. Um, everywhere from helping children who don't have the financials, financial needs or, to be able to send their children to music school. So they play on buckets and they play with sticks and they make the most amazing, incredible beats with that. And it goes from helping those children live out their dreams to focusing on getting research for Down syndrome. So it's a very, very big variety. And they also have a lot of amazing projects. Another one um, focuses on bringing clean water sources to northern Brazil because the land there is so dry that the ground actually cracks. So we've done an amazing job of getting a lot of water diggers in order to provide clean water sources to those people in those neighborhoods. And along with that, also food that can help Um, bring them back to health and get a lot of protein for them. And another project that I've done, this is separate from the charity, but this is something that I've done with my family. My mom is from Brazil. So Brazil is something that we take care of very close to our hearts. And when we went there, we saw a lot of schools that were in really bad condition. 
So we went in and we talked to the children and their parents and we asked if we could help. And we saw that the schools were crumbling and the paint was chipping and it was infested as well with rodents. So we came back to America and we talked to some of the local schools, schools that I went to, um, the doctor's offices, and we set up these big boxes and children were donating school supplies. So we would come in and there it was just filled with pens and pencils and books in English for them to learn English and notebooks and just everything you could think of, backpacks, so many backpacks. <clears throat> and we brought that back to Brazil and showed it to the children and they absolutely loved it. And we sent, took some pictures and sent it back to the kids from New York so that they could see all the good that they were doing. So those are some of the projects. Well, I'm, I'm glad I asked the question. Um, you said you don't like talking about it. But- <laughs> What what it does, it really shows the the human side of you, and I can see the expression on your face, the passion that you're showing. I'm hoping that that passion comes across in the audio as well. I hope so, <laughs> because that shows who you truly are. Yeah, it's something very close to my family, near dear to our hearts. So. No, it, it, Dave's right. It, it it reflects a well-rounded person. And somebody who doesn't take her station in life for granted. And, uh, you know, if your fans should, should uh, glam onto that, they really should. I mean, you know, yeah. you, you're not you're not out here just making music for the sake of making <laughs> music. You have a soul in behind it, you know, something that touches people. So no, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad Dave asked the question, even if you don't <laughs> like to talk about it. I'm glad he asked <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because I, I, I think it's very important, you know, and especially, you know, remembering parts of Brazil. To me, it's kind of scary when you. Think of the Amazon running through Brazil, and there's parts of it that are so dry, the ground's cracking. That that's scary. Yeah, it feels so hard to imagine until you actually go there and see it. And I've been so fortunate enough to be able to go there and visit these places. Um, well, before I jump on to something else, I wanted to ask you about travel. is a big part of what you do. It's a big part of what any entertainer does. But yes. it's also because you know you lived in Europe. You know, got deep, deep roots in, in Brazil. Um, do you have some other places that you've been that you just really fell in love with as you were traveling the the globe? Oh, absolutely. So traveling is something that I've been doing since my mother was pregnant with me. And it is just something <laughs> <I love> to do. <laughs> so it's definitely a big part of who I am. And I love learning about different cultures. So I always try to visit as many places and meet as many people that I can. I love Paris. I have to go to Paris at least once a year. And I haven't been since COVID has started and it's difficult, (laughs) but I absolutely love Paris so much. I think it is beautiful. The people are so nice. It's always a dream every time I go. Italy is another place that I have absolutely fallen in love with. I think it's gorgeous. Along with those, um, I think every place is just so different and so unique. And I find beauty in all of that, of course, but there's just so, so many places that I absolutely love, but those are some of my favorites. Have you ever been to Portugal? Portugal, I have been actually, yes. Not too long before uh, COVID started. I've been to Portugal as well, yeah. Yeah, we had a a podcast guest on and she, she actually moved from Spain. Is it from Spain to Portugal? Malta to Portugal. Yeah, and she adores. She fell in love with Portugal. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful there. I was only there for a few days, but it's very, very beautiful. So, so we're expecting songs about Paris, Italy, and Portugal. 
<laughs> you know what? I will get cracking on that. <laughs> no pressure. We just no wanted pressure. to get that out there. <laughs> we just no wanted to get pressure. that out there. Um, uh, and I'm gonna. Um, you're also into fashion designing. I am. Yes. What I what got you into? I mean. <laughs> you, you had mentioned earlier in this podcast about being well-rounded in all phases of entertainment, but yeah. fashion design seems to be, um, I don't, it, it's not the outlier because it's actually a big part of what you do. When you step on stage, yeah. you've got to be fashionable. And when you, you know, yeah. obviously when you're in a movie, somebody's doing your wardrobe for you, but where did the interest in fashion come from? So, like I said, I love all parts of art, every single type of it. I love painting as well. It's also a big passion of mine. Any art form that you can possibly think of, I'm in it. <laughs> I just love expressing myself through different ways. I think that anything you do is a way to communicate either what you feel or what you're thinking. And it's through something. And I think that art is just universal, even music. I always say music is universal. Even you don't even need to understand what the words are saying, but you can get the emotion across anyway. So when it comes to fashion, fashion has always been something that I enjoyed. I always love to, like I said, express myself. But even in my wardrobe, people have always said that I dress a little bit differently. For example, when I was younger in middle school, I wore two different colored shoes. So <laughs> 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 <A little> wild. <laughs> so fashion's always been something that I love. And actually, during the pandemic, I started my own clothing collection that is going to be available soon. We're just putting the finishing touches on it. And that is because I heard that a lot of the seamstresses in Northern Brazil had lost their jobs due to COVID. They weren't able to go to work because of the social distancing restrictions that they had put up. So I decided to reach out and ask them if they wanted to do some pieces for me. And of course I would pay them for it. And they got to work from the comfort of their own homes so that they didn't have to go and all be together in one part because they weren't allowed to. And I got some, gorgeous pieces and it's always been a dream of mine to have my own clothing collection and I even hand paint some of my own clothes or I will rip it apart and then put it back together to be the way that I want <laughs> and I think that just standing out is something that's really important I always tell everyone don't be afraid to be 100% yourself and that's something that I have always done I always said ever since I was little even when you know you're in grade school and everyone is like standing out is so scary I was like Psh! Step back. I'm going to wear my shoes. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at you on camera, and I, I hope this doesn't come across as offensive because <laughs> it's not meant that way. But your skin is beautiful. Tell us a bit about your skincare routine. Thank you. Um, so I actually struggle a lot with acne, and I've gone through so many different types of products. And I have like blemishes on my skin, but I've gone through so many different types of products. And what I've really noticed makes a big difference is a salicylic acid cleanser because that gets all the gunk out. And never sleeping in your makeup is a big thing. Always wearing sunscreen and always having a lot of vitamins and eating right and sleeping right and drinking lots of water makes a really big difference for me. You talk about sleeping right, but when you're on tour... How much you time do you have to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe that was a bit of a stretch, but <laughs> you should get a lot of sleep. <laughs> no, I definitely, there have definitely been times where I don't get too much sleep, especially if I'm traveling a lot. It is hard, especially on tour, because you're performing one night in one city, and then right when you're done, 
you have to get back to the hotel, grab all your stuff, rush to the airport, hop on the plane. You barely sleep on the plane. Or if you're like me, just absolutely crazy, you do work on the plane and write different music on the plane. Like, <laughs> and then you get to the new location. Then you have to go into wardrobe and makeup and sound check. And then you got to get back on stage, record, uh, perform again, and then back to the hotel and travel. So you don't get much sleep at all. No. So. I'm going to send you the Tripcast 360 private jet. I'll send that for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Michael's <laughs> laughing. I, I, I'm laughing because Dave hasn't told you who's going to pay for the gas yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good that we're all family now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sister Sledge. Um, <laughs> hey, by the way, before I before we get into your next song, um, did you design anything in your clothing line for a six foot four inch guy with a very long arms? You know what? I can make that happen. <laughs> hey. I, I I went shopping yesterday for clothes. It, it I'm it is very hard for me to find clothes, and I'm not you know I'm at six foot four you know for a professional athlete I'm about average size, but I have long arms and I have really big thighs, and I can't find clothes to fit. So I'm putting you to work. Okay, we can definitely make that work. I, I want fashionable. Okay, you know what? I'm up the challenge. I'm here for it. I I, I, I don't want the old man clothes. <laughs> I, I want something that you would be proud to see me in. Okay, definitely. Okay, I'm, that, that's okay. another challenge. Oh, and by the way, before I get off the clothing line bit, when you're ready to make the announcement, just drop us an email. We'll help you promote that as well and, awesome. uh, yes, and get that going. Stuff. No, yeah. I like what you're doing. Again, this is one of those things where you know you develop something that is a passion of yours, but you hide it too helping other people. Again, it, it shows the yeah. depth of who you are as a human being. So we really, really appreciate that. Um, let, let's talk about your song, Missing Myself. Inspiration, sure. what's it about? So this song is, I think, a lot of people think it's about my personal life, but actually it's not. It's a bunch of us got together. We decided to make a song that everyone could relate to in some form. And the song talks about personal growth and character development. Now you can think of it as a heartbreak or you can think of it as just evolving as a person when you're going through life, different life experiences definitely change you. And the way that I like to think of it is in both those terms. I mean, any drastic change can definitely impact you as a person. And I think it's a very powerful song. It's The title is Missing Myself. And people are always like, what does that even mean? How can you miss yourself? And it's about missing who you were in the past. Now, something's happened in your life. You've evolved. You've become this different person. And the lyrics are, I won't be missing you, but I'll be missing myself. So that can be in any way that you decide to interpret it. And missing, my, missing seeing myself in the mirror, again, can also be interpreted in a lot of different ways. But it talks about character growth and evolving. So we decided to make a song that can resonate with a lot of different people in different well, I, I was going to say uh, before we play the clip that you're entirely too young to have heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> hey, save, save that for save that for the old people like me and Dave. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here is a here is a brief clip from "Missing Myself." All my life, I've been waiting for something new. I'm not surprised. I was looking for it in you. Cause they say it's all chemical, chemical The feeling it's physical Fool me once, fool me twice But I'll no longer be the fool I'll be missing myself 
You have a re- remix of that song coming out. I do. I do have a remix of that song coming out. I'm not exactly sure when because I do have so much other music that I want to share with you guys, but it is definitely coming soon. Wow. 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 Um, I, I guess I'm, I've always had the acting bug and the writing the screenplay bug and the movie bug. I can't sing. Really? My Everyone dad. Can- my dad, my dad, when he was with us, my dad had this wonderful baritone voice, and oh, he can. Sing. My dad spoke seven languages, and he can oh, sing wow. in all of them. It was wow. I've never seen a man whose talent just went to waste with that that voice that he had. If you ask anybody who knows my dad or who knew mm-hmm. him, it was always the same. When we lived in Spain, he was walking down the streets of Madrid singing Spanish ballads with all anybody who would listen. Wow, that's amazing. And sometimes they would throw money at him. <laughs> but little six-year-old son went around and collected it all. <laughs> wow, so, that's amazing. So, okay, so we got your remix. You got a couple of songs out. Um, what is your long-range goal in terms of, of your music? You got anything you're working on? I don't expect you to give the names away yet. You got anything you're working on for later on this year in terms of your music that you're planning on getting out? Do you have another album set to drop next year? How, how are you structuring your life now? Oh, I definitely have a lot more music to come. My goal is to get music out every month or every other month. And I have many. And like I said, each song is going to be very different. And if you look back at the songs that I have put out, each one definitely is. And it's going to continue that way. And we are working on filming the music videos for them now. The next one coming is I can even give you the name. It's called Do You Think of Me Too? And I'm very excited about that one because that's going to be the first song that I'm going to be released that has been 100% written only by me. So I'm very Ooh, excited to be nice. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Um, going hand in hand with music, and we haven't even touched on this yet, and I don't know where Dave in my head is on this one, <laughs> is dance. Oh, okay. We haven't even talked about dance yet. And most, most artists who you know, uh, or especially in the pop music genre, also like to dance. Um, uh, I, I see you did a little bit of that. Tell us about your dancing. Is something that you choreograph on your own? Do you work with people? How do you guys incorporate dance into what you do? So dancing, when it comes to my music, we always have a choreography to go along with it for when I'm on stage, me and my dancers and my choreographer all get together and we decide how we want it to be. And so we always have a choreography to go along with each song when we are performing uh, at a show and sometimes I'll have that in the music video sometimes I won't um depends on what creative approach it is that I want to go with it now when it comes to dancing I love it I think it's so much fun however if it's not something that's choreographed you don't want to see it it's bad it's really bad (laughs) it's not choreographed and if I haven't been like in rehearsal like four hours a day, really getting down, cracking, perfecting everything. Oh my God, it's bad. <laughs> when I was little, I went to dance class, but then I was there for a while. You know, I did tap, I did hip hop, I did a little bit of ballet. And 
I just thought it was so much fun, but I would rather be out playing soccer, doing MMA. So I prioritized that instead. Whoa, 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 whoa. Playing soccer. Did, wait, no, no, no. The MMA is what I was focused on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think, I, I, Dave, I think we got a badass on this show. Oh, yeah. you just found that out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that role as a joker is not too far-fetched yeah. after all. You know what? I got a lot to me. <laughs> well, you're a lot taller than Danny DeVito, too. Well, I'm 5'4", so... <laughs> I've met Danny DeVito, and he's lucky if he's 5'4". <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, MMA is definitely something that I love and something that not many people know, so it's like a little secret from me. But I've been doing MMA for the past eight years, and I've been doing competitions. I've fought with some really, really talented people, and I'm undefeated. So you know what? My whole family does it. Me and my mom, my brother, we're all very into it. But I have no trophies. So, <laughs> how do you incorporate that into a movie? Have you thought of it? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I've gone to many acting schools. I studied at NYU Tisch. I've studied at New York Film Academy. And sometimes we would do stage fighting. So when it comes to stage fighting, I'm like, okay, I got this, you know? And it is different because there's different approaches as to how you go and make it fake and how you have to make it so the camera sees it look real. So that was a little bit of a change, but overall it's fine. And (laughs) when it comes to acting and dancing, especially, and even singing, MMA has been a really big help because in MMA, it's not just about fighting. Mixed martial arts teaches you how to move your body. It teaches you how to have control over your whole body, which isn't something most people think about, but it's definitely changed a lot. And I'm just much more aware of everything. So it definitely helps in my acting because I can control my movements better. And I'm just very sturdy is kind of the only way that I really know how to put it. And I'm very in control of everything. That's so definitely helped a lot. Mm, mm. I'm more afraid to get in my behind whip by somebody who's five foot four. Well, okay, funny story. My prom date is was a really close friend of mine, and we had been doing MMA together ever since we were like little kids. I want to say like eight, nine years old. We had been doing MMA together, and he asked me to go to prom with him. You know, as friends, and we went. And it was a really great time. But we also, like I said, we do MMA together. So two days before prom we were in mma class doing grappling doing jujitsu and jujitsu is like my thing you know like kickboxing i'm okay but like jujitsu that's my thing <laughs> so <laughs> we were fighting granted he's a six foot four like really like built man right. you know and i whooped his ass so my sensei was like you gotta be careful you're gonna get him all black and blue right before prom and i'm like right. it's okay he'll handle it That's <laughs> right. he's with me i got this it's fine <laughs> edit the photos a little bit it'll be fine <laughs> right I I'm, love I'm, it. I'm scared to keep this interview going dave <laughs> she, she may reach through this uh line and strangle me oh yeah. never <laughs> Yeah. And um this this is called the shameless plug segment of our podcast <laughs> where you get to shamelessly plug your website, uh <laughs> what people should be listening for in the near future. Yeah. You get to plug your social media uh handles and so we'll start with your website. Tell us about your website, tell us what's there, tell us uh how people can find out more about you. Well, it's really simple, actually. Everything that I have is Amelia Peterson. So for a website, you can just Google Amelia Peterson and it should pop up. 
And there you can see if I have any tour dates coming out, you can see all the music that's been out and all things like that. You can find that on my website. On Instagram, I'm Amelia Peterson Official. And there you guys can come chat, message. I respond to everyone in the comment section. I respond to everyone on my stories when I put the little comment box. And I just think that I use social media in a way to connect with you guys, to talk to you guys. I want to know how your day is going. I want to tell you about my day. So you can message me on Instagram and keep up with me there in order to stay in contact with me. I'm also on Snapchat as Amelia Peterson one and Twitter as Amelia Peterson and everywhere. Just throw an Amelia Peterson down there. I promise. Oh, cool. <laughs> and, and Peterson, by the way, is P-E-D-E-R-S-E-N. Yeah, because I'm Danish. It's different. There you go. That's why I was trying to get you to say you did it right on cue, <laughs> because I know some folks will put in the O instead of the E. So oh, I just yeah, wanted to make sure they got it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Danish. It's different. <laughs> yeah. All right. Just defend your Danish. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, Amelia, we are so thankful to have you. Um, I hope I, I, mean, I hope and pray that you will stay in touch with us because we're going to stay in touch with you. Thank you. Um, yeah. We're going to hunt you down. If I ever write a script, that, <laughs> if I ever write a script for the female Joker who knows MMA, you're in. Oh, you better <laughs> call me. I'm already. I wrote it on my notes already. No, seriously. Uh, I mean, this has been wonderful. I'm, I'm glad we got to know you. I'm glad our audience is going to get to know you, and I hope in some mm-hmm. small way that we were able to, um, you know, give you an hour of pleasure and diversion but i'm also hoping that you know you pick up new fans because of us so uh, again thank you so much for doing this thank you so much for having me it's been an absolute pleasure i've had so much fun and i know that's your number one rule so <laughs> oh yeah no fun you can't hang with us and uh, and, by, and by the way i know you and dave are both in long island look out that's no. right. he likes to cook oh my oh, god yes. oh yes i love to cook he's oh, from the Caribbean. he's from the caribbean oh my god that's amazing food yeah, Dave, that, that that joke that Dave told about Barbados at the top of the podcast, he's from Barbados. That's why he told the joke. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and I like to pair my food. I don't care what it is. People talk about pairing with red wine and white wine. I pair mine, I pair mine with rum. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some water and will be chilled. <laughs> well, the, the beauty of it is, is that your age and all the dancing you're going to be able to do, you will not look like Dave and I when you get older. <laughs> 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 Amelia, uh, uh, thanks again for uh, coming on. And uh, like I said, we look forward to uh, uh, keeping up with you and, and much success from Dave and I. Um, and for those of you who are listening to this podcast, all of Amelia's information will be on our website as well, tripcast360.com. We will be promoting her on all of our social media handles as well. So stay tuned for all of that good stuff. And uh, last thoughts, Dave? Well, uh, just pretty much to do what you just did. I want to <laughs> <laughs> personally thank Amelia for joining, joining us. It's been extremely meaningful. and. Uh, we wish you much success. Thank you so much. All right. And that does it for this episode of TripCast360.com. This is Michael Gordon Bennett from my dear friend Dave Cumberbatch and for Amelia Peterson with an E-N, please. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. And we will see you uh, next week on another episode of TripCast360. So long, everybody. Bye.